0: Live at Sports Shenanigans, once again, it is Wednesday, April 27th, 8th. Wednesday, April 28th, one day before the NFL draft, and so we are here to get you all caught up on the happenings of the past couple weeks leading up to said draft, and then we will give you A quick mock of what we've been hearing and what we think is going to happen at the end here, and then we'll look forward to tomorrow when it all goes down, or today, depending. You're probably going to this episode probably won't be out tonight, so (laughs) whenever you're listening today, whenever whenever you're listening to this, this is what we thought was going to happen to the draft. Okay, so. And we're looking forward to what actually happens because usually last year was pretty straightforward. I feel like, but this year I, I anticipate to, to, to get back to like its typical uh, surprises and whatnot.
1: So Don't say that. <laughs>
0: um, we will start in the NFL here. So quick. Couple things. So, the Lions signed cornerback Quentin Dunbar to a one-year deal. Uh, Aaron Rodgers hosted Jeopardy for a couple weeks. Um, he did very well. I don't know um, if Casey was able to see. I mean, it, he did so well that it became a talking point as to whether or not he would do this instead of football or with football. Um, but he did very well. You could tell he studied the film. He gave a lot of he gave a lot of Trebek isms. Um, but he did have a couple moments where, uh, like during his first episode, uh, one of the contestants final answers was, uh, whose decision was it to kick the field goal in reference to the playoff game? Um, and he also had a question where the answer was the green Bay Packers and nobody knew it. So, um, it was fun. And I think, and I think. Uh, with Uh, with Jeopardy trying trying to to... figure out who their next host is going to be. I think it would be interesting, given that Jeopardy has largely lost the younger audience, I think uh, Aaron Rodgers would be a personality to bring in some viewers for sure. Um, But I know they're also looking at other Mm -hmm. candidates, such as Ken Jennings Jennings. and and, uh, Uh, the guy from Reading Rainbow and... Uh, a couple other guys they've had they've had several guest hosts um but definitely rogers rogers at least definitely got the uh sports center updates no other host has done that so that's a whole nother audience right there but i don't know if casey saw much of it but what's your overall take on aaron rogers being the jeopardy host
1: i didn't watch any of it um not that i don't like um jeopardy or anything i actually very much enjoy jeopardy but uh i have no internet so therefore i don't watch much of anything as <laughs> of, i watch dvd movies but um i think it's cool um like you said it's a it brought in a different audience it brought in you know probably a lot of football fans brought in all that kind of stuff and they learned and we were able to probably learn things we never would have thought of um yeah. from what I gathered, he spent a lot of time, like you said, going over watching how Trebek did it so that he wouldn't look like a fool up there. So I mean, smart of him. I mean, that way he doesn't go in looking like an idiot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see the Falcons have received trade calls for the number four pick or open to moving out of it. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. Um, the lions are also open to any, any off potential offers for number seven. Um, in the Deshaun Watson saga, um, you had two of the plaintiffs speak out. um, Watson's attorney filed a motion for an emergency hearing to uh, ID one of the women who filed a suit under a Jane Doe pseudonym. And the judge ruled that the woman suing must disclose her name. And there was a hearing on, I don't, I haven't gotten to much of the rest of the details, but there was a hearing on 12 similar cases Uh, to come and then let me see if I can find it here. So I think essentially they had, they ruled that they had to give their names and they, the women amended their lawsuits to disclose their names. However, one of the plaintiffs withdrawed her lawsuit. uh, And they said for now. Um, And then Deshaun Watson's attorney filed response to civil lawsuits, refuting all cases, giving examples of lies that the plaintiffs have made now that their identity is given. So once they figured out who they were, they were able to talk to some people who were around them and stuff like that. And they've come up with several cases where they think the, they aren't being truthful. And I believe that is as up to date as we are on the Deshaun Watson saga. I will say Again, don't know either way, but to me, it is kind of weird. It's kind of suspicious when someone's, I guess, I don't, you know, I don't know all the details and stuff for me, from an outsider's point of view, for me, I'm a big fan of, if you're going to say something, own it. it. And Mm -hmm. so the fact that there were several of these cases where the women had not given their names to me seems, I guess, weird at best. Um, Just for the fact of like, if you're going to come at a guy (laughs) and you're going to say something incredibly you know, incredibly serious to his overall reputation. Um, You at least, I would say the the minimal cost is to give your name. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And the fact that one of the plaintiffs withdrew the suit on the fact that she would have to give her name, that,
1: yeah. Yeah, we're on very touchy grounds um, <laughs> on the subject. I, I'm i all for protecting your identity because, I mean, it's Deshaun Watson. He's a big target. Um, not to say anything would happen, but, you know, there's crazy people out there who love Deshaun Watson and probably do anything for him. Yeah, um, that's true. But I think in this situation, unfortunately, you can't really go – without saying your name. now I could be wrong. And then honestly, if I mean
0: I'm I'm sure you can do it. I'm sure you can, but anonymously saying something like this the, seems
1: seems to me to be kind of the issue with this one, and unfortunately it's like this because Deshaun Watson is a professional football player. He's on a big scale and he's also making big dollars. Mm. And I'm assuming I don't know this. I've not ever looked into any of these kind of cases because honestly, they're just terrible for everybody. But I would assume that at the end of it, if like he's guilty, there is some kind of. um, I'm not thinking of the word I want right now.
0: If he's guilty, there's
1: some kind of. Protection. I didn't really want. To, no, I would not want to say the word payout because that sounds horrible. Oh, if, like, he's if he's guilty,
0: if he's guilty, he will owe. Yeah, well, yeah, that's. I mean, that's essentially you're suing, like you sue somebody for payment and repairs yeah. to a. Role. So like with this there's one, a, there's there's a, a lot, lot of money. There. There's there's a lot of money that Deshaun Watson has that this could be
1: going for. Exactly. So. Unfortunately, you kind of have to give your name in this one. I don't know if all of them are like that. Because, again, I don't look in these things. They're depressing for everybody, and you kind of hate mankind for quite a bit. So, yeah. The truth will come out. It always does. Yeah. It just takes
0: forever in these court systems. (laughs) I will say they had... You know, either way it goes, I, I Watson has a good defense team. I'll give him that. Oh, yeah, because they came out. I mean, they've got what is it, twenty-two cases, and they came out in like nineteen of them. They're like, we found issues with them, and not to say like, oh, the other three—that means he did it. And yeah. if he did anything, it's bad. Don't get yes. me wrong. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying the way it's piled on here. I mean it makes it look like he's a serial predator. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um let's see. Panthers finalized a deal with AJ Bouye. Lions signed Dean Marlo. The Bengals released Giovanni Bernard after 8 years with the team and I believe he went and signed with Tampa Bay. Yep. Um Eagles re signed Jordan Howard. Um, former Chiefs' assistant Britt Reed charged with felony DWI for involvement in crash that critically injured a five year old girl. We talked about that earlier. Um, Patriots terminate Julian Edelman contract listed as failed physical. Expectation is that's a technicality as part of a retirement. And then Edelman officially retired. Um, Prompting the conversation. So I guess we got to do this. Um, Julian Edelman retired and there were several people trying. I think I never heard one that was convincing, but they were trying to make the case that Julian Edelman deserves to be in the hall of fame due to his playoff performances. So, the question is, is Julian Edelman a Hall of Famer or not?
1: So, no. Straight up, the answer is no. Now, should somewhere in the Hall of Fame, should he be mentioned in some stuff? Yes. Like, at Cooperstown, which is for Baseball's Hall of Fame, I mean, there's... All kinds of people like Pete Rose will not get well. Actually, I don't know, I haven't checked in a long time, but I'm pretty sure Pete Rose is not able to get in the Hall of Fame anymore. But he has a place in baseball, he has the all time career of hits and all that stuff. They talk about him in the Hall of Fame. I feel like it kind of has to be the same way with Edelman. Edelman has had a heck of a playoff career his regular season, he sucks. But a playoff, he's played amazing. He, if you went off just that, Yes, he would be a Hall of Fame player, but that's not what it is. It is a career, and he really didn't do anything other than in the playoffs. That's all he did. So, and when you put him against uh, Reggie Wayne. Anybody. You're going to pick Reggie (laughs) Wayne. You put him against Ochocinco. You're going to pick Cinco. Um, I'm trying to think of some. Anquan Bolden. I'd pick Anquan Bolden over him. Um, here, let me give, let me give you
0: some comparisons here, Casey. So perfect, give me some comparisons. Um, see, I don't know whether because I'm of the firm opinion he is not a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I'll try and be devil's advocate. The only thing I've really heard, he's second all time in. Receiving yards postseason, and he's second all time in receptions postseason. Yeah, something like that. Or receiving touchdowns, he's like two. I don't know, two of them. But the uh, and honestly, that's the only argument. <laughs> there's not another argument for him. Yeah, there's really not. Um, so it's hard to be devil. I can't even be like, oh, but the other side says this because the other side doesn't say much. But uh, I did hear one that compared him get ready for this one, Casey. There was a guy who compared Edelman to Calvin Johnson saying that Calvin Johnson had a short career and is in the hall of fame. He never had any playoff performances. And if you would ask Julian Edelman, if he would rather have Calvin Johnson's career, he would say no. And if you asked Calvin Johnson, if he would rather have Edelman's career, he would say yes.
1: So I'm just about to poke all kinds of holes into this argument.
0: That's, um, um, that's just an argument. That's not me. I know that it's is, not your
1: argument. Trust me. I, I, I know hate Patriots. Um. yes. Any sane person would say, Yeah, I won Julian Edelman's career. He has three or four Super Bowls. I don't know how many he has because I don't care. Uh, every player he has, what, they want. He has uh,
0: what Brady had six. So yeah. he has three if he was with all three of those at, the, at this in this past right, six yep. years or something.
1: So three Super Bowls. Yes. Every sinking player other than Tom Brady. And he's a say, Super Bowl MVP. Exactly. The difference is, Joel Nettleman was on the Patriots. Patriots had very good teams. Um, Megatron was on the Lions, and we we still make fun of the Lions because they're that bad. It doesn't Uh, matter.
0: The Lions did go 0-16 with Calvin Johnson.
1: I'm pretty sure. I think if Calvin had 1,200 yards plus that year. Well, no. Yeah, 1,200 yards that year and, like, eight touchdowns. Is Calvin Johnson, he can only do so much.
0: Is Calvin Johnson more famous for a catch that he didn't make than anything else in his career? No, because I can't even think of the catch he didn't make, so. It was against the Bears when the catch rule had just gotten changed.
1: Oh, no, he looks like Bo can remember it.
0: I don't know. No, I remember it, but I am. Here's the thing. I can remember it, and, yes, big deal. However, Calvin Johnson, that's not yeah. his most famous feat. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay, here's the deal. Calvin Johnson's what? 6'6". Six, six. I mean, he was bigger than everybody. He was better than everybody. He was faster than everybody. There is no – there is no – I don't have another comp for Calvin Johnson in the history, like maybe Randy Moss. That's as close as it gets, I think, because Jerry wasn't as big. Mm-mm. Jerry's like six foot one. Like Randy Moss is maybe as close as you get to Calvin Johnson. I think I personally, like, okay, there's no perfect player, but
1: I don't DK, know. DK, if...
0: I think size wise. Yeah, but he's not, he doesn't have no. skills. the skills. No. Here's the thing I don't think there's such a thing as a perfect, perfect player. Like everybody, like, you know, like yeah. Mahomes has his flaws, but he's still. He's my hopes. Yeah. If we're saying all time draft, I don't think I'm picking a receiver before Calvin Johnson. And I know that's there's a lot of accomplished receivers. Yeah. They're, they're, you may receive a lot of hate for that. Jerry Rice, like all respect. Jerry Rice, Terrell Owens. Uh, I'll be okay
1: with getting a second wide receiver. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, Marvin Harrison, Fitzgerald, like, all these guys, respect to all these guys, Randy Moss, you know, all Mm -hmm. of them. I don't think there's another combination of the size, speed, strength, skill that Calvin Johnson had. And I think it goes forgotten because he had a short career and he played for Detroit. And I think mm-hmm. if he played anywhere else, maybe not anywhere else, but if he played for a halfway decent organization, we'd be, he would be on, Probably on top have of a everybody's ball. list. Um, here's a couple here's a couple comps for you, Casey. So Julian Edelman, Heinz Ward has, has not been in the Hall of Fame. And he has – Heinz Ward may not get into the Hall of Fame because it's very, very tough for a receiver to do so. Heinz Ward has essentially doubled all of Edelman's stats Mm -hmm. and he probably won't make the Hall of Fame. Now, that's a separate conversation in itself. So there's Heinz Ward. Now, here's some other guys – who have a Super Bowl MVP and who have similar numbers to Julian Ellman overall for their career. You have Mm -hmm. Dion Branch, who no one has been asking for Dion Branch to be a part of the Hall of Fame. You have uh, Santonio Holmes. Mm, Good old Santonio. Who who maybe, and here's the thing with Santonio, he may have the most iconic – catch in Super Bowl history as a Super Bowl MVP? No one's asking for Santonio Holmes to get in. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, you look at the guys that Edelman compares with and it's just not (laughs) there. Like, he's
1: not a Hall of Famer. I mean, like I said, I don't think He's a hall of fame hall of famer. Get a gold jacket. I think you talk about him in there. I mean, you may have a display of his crazy, absolutely ridiculous catch. I say, I mean, he, that's in there. It has New, to be in there.
0: If you're New England, you give him the ring of honor spot or whatever. Yeah, that's what I'll he's earned. Yeah. He's earned that, but he's not hall of fame. This is this no. is the best of the best, and no one. Is taking Julian Edelman
1: and yeah, and it,
0: he's not even the best slot receiver that we've ever seen
1: exactly. So that's the really the end of that argument. Um, he deserves some kind of mention inside the Hall of Fame. That's about as much as I really want to give him. You can put his jersey in there if you want to, but that's all I got. I mean, you don't get the gold jackets, yeah, it's just uh I also heard someone say
0: that. So, that catch he made was it against Seattle um, in the Super Bowl? He made that crazy catch. It's Atlanta. Atlanta, that was the one. Because we um, all cried. Yeah. I heard someone say that no one else could make that catch. They dare say that Julian Edelman was the only person who could have made that catch. I can name you 17 guys off the top of my head that I would have faith to make that catch. If I'm lucky enough I can make that catch. Yeah, I mean yeah, there's a set of there's a set it's of luck there. Does. It's not like all of Edelman's skills. But you you're saying that Hopkins and Jones and
1: uh they don't overrun the ball. <laughs> it would have know. been a short I, throw I don't really remember reading. it. <laughs> I don't remember if it was batted or what happened, but that, yeah. that have been there I
0: mean it's just he was a good role player on a good championship team yeah I mean it's like that would be like if you like last year the Lakers won the championship and now you're saying like oh JaVale McGee should be in the Hall of Fame because he look at what he did in that series no no yeah <laughs> he, he, he gave decent bench minutes that's what he did yeah Um, let's see. The Steelers running back, James Conner, signed a one-year deal with the Cardinals. The Browns signed Jadavian Clowney for one year, 10 million. So the Browns, okay. Like, are we just saying that they've won the division now?
1: Or? (laughs) Um, I'm not going to say they've won the division because it's the Browns. But they definitely got a fighting chance. (laughs) I'm just thinking that defense.
0: They're one-two. You got Clowney and Garrett, and you got—I forget who—they're—they got a solid inside tackle on the defense. Um, Sheldon?
1: Is he still there?
0: Sheldon Richardson, maybe. Yeah. Um, They pick up Anthony Walker uh, in linebacking. They. Pick up John Johnson for their secondary, who was the worst part. They got Denzel Ward back there as well. Um, the defense looks so – still got Jarvis and Odell. They've still got Chubb and Hunt. They've still uh-huh. got Njoku and Hooper. They've got a solid offensive line. And then you got Baker Mayfield. And it's all up to Baker. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, um, I'll give Baltimore a chance, but I don't give – there's no one else in that division that's making me think that it's going to be any different. I mean, Steelers and uh, yeah. Bengals? No. No. Um. Let's see what else we got here. There's a Pittsburgh attorney who intends to – I'll say intended to seek assault charges against Rams defensive tackle, Aaron Donald on behalf of his client. And I remember when this news broke out, uh, it was like, Oh my gosh, are you kidding? Aaron Donald now. And then a video came out. Yeah. uh, And it looks like Aaron Donald was a peacemaker. And maybe the only person in said video who didn't deserve to get sued because it looked like the guy was about to die and Aaron Donald Moved him yeah. off of him. By the way, we need to find out who the guy is that pulled Aaron Donald away from him because that guy should be hired immediately. Um, and I, it just it struck a tone of I don't know if you remember this, but in the movie The Incredibles, uh, at the very beginning, Mr. Incredible jumps and catches a man who's jumped from the top of a building and uh you know smashes the window and puts him on the floor and he's now he has a broken neck and he's suing mr incredible and mr incredible says why are you suing me i saved your life he goes you didn't save my life you ruined my death and so that reminded me of this situation it was like aaron donald comes in superman and gets sued for it yeah now update all the charges were dropped against Aaron Donald as soon as the video came out. The guy said it was, you know, 3 a.m. in Pittsburgh. We got, we threw some back. You know, we don't know where we are sometimes. Exactly. All he, he knew he, just, he saw he, Aaron Donald. He knew he saw Aaron Donald there. And you know, which convenient. Hey, again, convenient that you picked the guy in the NFL with a bunch of money to sue, but yeah, <laughs> But, yeah, that video came out, and that was uh, quickly taken yep. off the books. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, Trevor Lawrence made some comments about how he, he doesn't need football to be happy and stuff like that. Um, a lot of critics came out um, – because you're going to be a franchise quarterback, like that's not how you talk, you know. Um, and and to a point, I can see what they mean. Because you know, if that's your son or your brother or you know your dad, you know, you feel good hearing, uh, yeah, hearing a guy that's not all wrapped up his identity in this, you know, football. And uh, however if you are a team that is drafting a franchise quarterback and you might, you might prefer to hear something like a, like a Peyton Manning. That's like, I'm in, I'm in the room studying film for 170 of the 162 hours a week. Um, And uh, or like a Michael Jordan, who's like, yeah, I'm going to win. I will I will literally gamble with security guards leading up to the game, like just to make sure I'm winning at something, you know, like so, someone who's maybe needs a little psychotherapy. And um, uh, so so there were some critics that thought, you know, this might not be good for Lawrence. And he came out and he was like, you know it's not what I meant. Like I just meant, you know, you know, like any rational person, he just meant what he meant. You know, I think we all know what he meant. Yeah. And um, however, I think, I think where this drew a lot of concern is what we've seen in the past couple of years with a guy called Andrew Luck, who also had a future outside of football and was comfortable without football and ended up retiring after seven years and kind of leaving a team, you know, a little disappointed that they're, you know, this is, and this is the best prospect since Andrew Luck, very similar story. Mm -hmm. So some concerns there that, you know, if he gets injured, then maybe he'll just call it and we're going to spend a first pick or whatever and not really get the full deal out of this thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, I see it on all sides of it as an organization you want the guy who i'll die for this team i'll do everything for this team but i mean if you look at it with a rational head anybody should say that should say this comment that you know we can live without football um i think part of this comes from because I think trevor lawrence he's either getting married at the end of this month or he is married right now I, i don't follow that closely about that kind of stuff so i mean part of that's on his brain of, you know, I just got married or I'm getting married and I have an amazing, lovely wife or bride to be. And, you know, kind of shout out to that. Like, Hey, you, you mean more than football. So like, she probably is feeling pretty good about herself. Uh, But I mean, any of the top prospects, they all know one injury could end their career. I mean, you look at Andrew Luck. He got beat up so much. That's why he only played seven years. So as an organization, you have to think about that. Like, oh, the Jets. Oh, we're gonna draft a quarterback. We should probably protect that quarterback. Now they didn't do that with Darnold very much, but you know, maybe hopefully it'll do it with this kid that they draft. Mm. Um
0: the Seahawks signed Alden Smith to a one-year deal. And not too long after that, an arrest warrant was out for Alden Smith for a second degree battery in New Orleans on April 17th. He uh, was booked and released uh, on battery charge. And that is all I have on that situation up to this point. But yeah, not a great first impression no. after signing the contract. Yeah. Um, Oh, here, uh, the Browns released Sheldon Richardson, so they don't have him anymore. They don't have Sheldon. Um, let's see. The Colts re-signed T.J. Carey at cornerback. That also, in case you're wondering, does not count as an exciting signing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, to, just for the folks keeping track. Um, Alex Smith retired. He was comeback player of the year. Um and then the Washington released him. Apparently, either I'm not gonna say no team was interested, but I would say he probably wasn't interested in a backup role at this point. No, probably um, and so I think and I don't think anyone was interested in a starting role for him.
1: I think it's probably a combination of things like yeah, he probably won a starting role, probably didn't want to be a mentor. Uh just because he's been through so much. Um, and then also, you look at it. I mean, he did. I mean, he was the comeback player of the year. You can't go, he's not going any, going to be any better than what he <laughs> was. And I'm sure he discussed it a bunch with his wife. I'm, cause I'm, I'm pretty sure he did, obviously, before coming back to the league. And it was probably just a, hey, like, I can't take it watching you out there like (laughs) I need you to stop and I mean at this point he's made good amount of money I'm sure he's probably invested it at least I hope he did um, into the future so he'll be fine I'm sure he'll have like some kind of college announcer role for some TV uh, provider Mm -hmm.
0: um the Rams are renting a house in Malibu for the draft. Uh, according to Schefter, no one's going to have a better setup than the Rams.
1: I mean, that's up for debate. I mean, yeah, it's cool, but like sometimes your couch is pretty nice.
0: Well, they're not doing, they're having uh, all the, in, they're not doing remote this year. Well, sometimes somebody else's couch is nice. I will say if I'm the Cardinals, I'm just saying everyone come to Cliff Kingsbury's.
1: <laughs> Seriously.
0: <laughs> yeah, go there. Um let's see. The 49ers signed Wayne Gallman, formerly the Giant. Yep. Um, the NFL and Players Association approved the first position specific helmet design built for offensive and defensive linemen. So there's that. Cool. Um, the schedule comes out on May 12th, uh, the NFL owners approved some rule changes. They expand the influence of replay officials. So I don't know what that means, but hopefully it's better. Um, they have loosened the Jersey number restrictions and they will experiment with onside kicks. I also don't know what that means. Uh, Tom Brady said he is not happy about these new number rules it is quote dumb quote going to make for a lot of bad football now
1: is this he has to be joking right <laughs> i don't think he is joking i think he's just being a dick because
0: <laughs> hey, <I, laughs> hey sometimes older people get confused and when it's been this way for so, long, you know, he's twenty years in. He's used. Look to at the, the colors of his freaking jersey. He's, he's he's used to numbers being a certain way, and now the numbers aren't going to mean the same thing for some
1: positions. He might make the mistake, you know. It's just because he can't count. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I saw that comment. And I instantly was just annoyed, mm-hmm. like. I've tried to not be annoyed by Tom Brady anymore because I'm just, I'm done. But this one really got under my skin. And I could not really tell you why other than what's, I really, I like single digit wide receivers. I think it's so cool. But do you
0: know, what are the, what are the, do you know what all the changes are? Is it just the wide receivers are single digits now? Or I, is, I guess what's, what's the, what's, do you know what the ranges are of stuff?
1: I think wide receiver, is like one up to, I mean, I don't even know what the number is now, like 20, maybe one. to Yeah. Or 89 80. or whatever. Yeah. I think it jumped like that. And like, same thing with running backs and defense. I think really, I think anybody can pick just about any number they want. Yeah. Um, it's not, I think there's I think the offensive more.
0: linemen stayed
1: kind of the same. I think the offensive linemen yeah. are still like 50 to 79 or something. Yeah, they might have gained like a couple of numbers, but really I think unless you were a running back, defensive back, wide receiver, uh well, secondary, I think those were the numbers that really got you could choose a cool number. Mm-hmm. Which I'm all for it. If you want to change your number, do it. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean, have any quarterbacks.
0: Jerseys. Might have expanded too. Uh, yep. yep, because yeah, obviously, if you're gonna open up all that for the other guys, then those are a lot of the numbers that quarterbacks would take normally. Yeah, exactly. Uh,
1: I mean, I'm down for it. I'm uh, ready. Who for cares? Those. It's a number. That's. I <laughs> mean, really though, it's not that big a deal. Um, a lot of your players have already decided. Like, no, I'm not changing my number. I'm keeping the same. You've had some free agents well, that, who, um.
0: Did I see if a player changed their number, they were going to make them buy
1: all the old merch? I saw that somewhere. I don't know if it's real or if someone just said it, but, I mean, I don't know. I think that would also be – I think that would be what I'm fighting over. (laughs) Exactly. I think if that's the truth, I mean – that I mean, I wouldn't change my number because of that. Yeah. And possibly that's why people aren't changing the number. The only people I've seen that have changed the numbers to anything like low like that is Patrick Peterson did it, but he was a free so What number? Seven. Seven. Okay. Yeah. He went back to his college number. Okay. So I think that's really the only people I've seen so far who have cho- chosen a different, like, crazy cool new number. Okay, but I'm down for it. I mean, I hope that like that's what I think. Free agents and trades and that
0: stuff that'll probably be that. Yeah, when it comes into play more. I'm hoping some of these
1: rookies pick some really cool numbers now. Yeah, um, hoping Trevor Lawrence walks out with number ninety nine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Apparently, the Colts did reach out to Andrew Luck before trading for Carson Wentz. Which, you know, there had been rumors. There have been I mean, rumors that to... Andrew
1: was meeting with Jimmy from the Colts. <laughs> Jimmy from the Colts. It's like Jake from St. Farm. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: mean, I, I don't think anyone's – you, know, you got to check. <laughs> I mean, you have to. I mean, you have to check. Because if, if he wants to come back, that makes things a lot easier. You know, you yeah. don't have to trade. He just comes back in. And <laughs> Um, Aaron Rodgers is in a new business venture helping launch a new website. Uh, it's an online sports database OSDB. It's designed to be the sports version of like the TV movie IMDB. Oh. That'd be nice. Um. Oh, here's some big news. Also some frustrating news, but The Chiefs trade with the Ravens and the Chiefs acquire offensive tackle Orlando Brown. They give up this year's 31 pick, Mm -hmm. a, a late third and a late fourth and a fifth next year. And the Chiefs also receive 58 this year and a sixth next year. So... Here's where I'm frustrated. The Colts were talking to the Ravens about Orlando Brown. Mm -hmm. This doesn't seem like that high of a price for us to exit out on. However, I also see the point in saying this draft class is deep. We'll just use one pick and get one of them.
1: Yes. I think that's what that old, this all ultimately like came down to because I'm sure the Colts were in on it, and I'm sure quite a few other teams were in on it. Well, I guess um, here's the other thing that's frustrating real quick. The Chiefs have the same salary cap yeah. as,
0: as everybody. Same Buccaneers have the same. Why do we act like we have no money?
1: <laughs> Different people running the organization, man. That's what I'll it tell is. You what, we,
0: must, we must have a sucky accountant.
1: <laughs> we're
0: overly. someone's, cons- call- someone's we are we are overly overly bidding. concerned with paying two people when everyone else is paying 26
1: yep <laughs> yeah i think it just came down to you know it's very deep offensive tackle draft um and you can draft one at 21 i think it's your pick presumably if we don't trade back or anything and then if you trade back you can draft at that position slash you still gain assets from it so I mean don't be too mad unless they draft like a linebacker or something but
0: I'm gonna I have a feeling we're gonna do something and I'm gonna be pissed um (laughs) the let's see Sean Lee is retiring after 11 seasons in Dallas which I don't know if you can really call it 11 seasons probably more like seven and a half because he's been hurt for most of them (laughs) Hey, I mean, if he got paid every year, it's 11 That's true. That's true. Give him that. That's what matters. Uh, Chiefs tight end Sean Colkin will become the first player to convert his entire $920,000 salary to Bitcoin.
1: Interesting choice. I mean. I would not have done that.
0: Well, there was a guy uh, in Seattle. I did a part. In Seattle, he did – I think half. So he did, he had a one year or two year of 13 million and he did six of it in Bitcoin. And because he did that, he was like the highest paid player in the league because that 6 million in Bitcoin turned into like
1: 20 million in Bitcoin. I mean, I'm not saying I'm against doing it. I'm just of the, I mean, I don't know his financials at all. I said before this contract. So if he saved the money from that one, okay, fine, do it. I don't really care. Um, (laughs) Go for it. But I just would be like, I don't want to do all of that. I want to at least be able to buy a cheeseburger after I sign this contract. (laughs) That'd be my thing. The Falcons
0: are open to trading Julio Jones again. Um, Now here's what's going to be, here's where I'm more concerned. I have a feeling this trade will happen. And I have a feeling I'm going to say, that's it. And I'm going to be like, why didn't we get him?
1: I hope it doesn't happen. I hope Julio stays in a Falcon the rest of his career. He finishes there because I just kind of would like that. Now would I love him on my team? Yes. But I hope he does finish in Atlanta. The issue is, is he's making quite a bit of money. And so... A, someone's got to be able to afford him, and give up something. So I'm not sure what the deal. If he doesn't, if he doesn't end up in
0: either, I will give a choice. If he doesn't end up in either Indianapolis or Green Bay, someone messed up.
1: That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, I. Green Bay, I think, should definitely be making phone calls and talking. Um, Colts, yeah, obviously. Really, everybody in the league should be calling. Um, No one really has – I mean, yeah, no one has a wide receiver like Julio. Um, They have good wide receivers. They have great wide receivers. But there's no one else like Julio, Um, even at the end of his career or – ending i don't know where he's at i'm not I sure he's like anymore.
0: 31 32 ish
1: yeah i'm not sure where the real drop off is I, I mean i've seen some drop off but i'd say where... he's got a couple years left of high level yeah so everybody should be calling um it's just the price point and i don't know what atlanta would ask for him because if i'm in atlanta i mean i'm asking for like two first round picks because my like see that i don't think
0: i don't think that's what they're getting I don't think
1: it you gotta keep in mind here.
0: Randy Moss went to the Patriots for a fourth. Yeah. So So, I mean I'd give I'd give two seconds for Julio. Oh heck yeah. And that's I just don't know what the price point is, but also here's the problem for Julio. Here's what's gonna drive that price down we just saw maybe the best class ever of rookie wide receivers come in and immediately take effect. And yeah. every class from here on out in the foreseeable future is deep and wide receiver. Mm-hmm. So everyone knows you can get a pretty decent wide receiver in the third, fourth round or second round or whatever. Yeah. So that's why I think doesn't make Julio as valuable because you can get 70% of Julio in yeah. the second round for one pick. Yep. And not have to pay them.
1: Yeah. Um, which is kind of why I'm hoping they want too much for him, and so he stays in Atlanta. <laughs> um,
0: we'll get to that in a minute. The Bucks re-signed Antonio Brown to a one-year 6.2. So they have officially done it. They have signed every single person back yep. and added people because they're doing illegal banking. They must. That's why we're not doing anything. Right. We have no money. Yeah. I'm yep. I, this is the beyond frustrating part is watching teams just continually do things to win and other teams act like we are unable to do that. Even though we are working with the same parameters, Um, the Dolphins made a trade. They sent Eric flowers to Washington, uh, and a swap of late round picks just trying to free up some cap room.
1: Yeah. Um, the Dolphins have received some crap over that mainly because Eric flowers is the fourth guy that we signed last year and immediately got rid of. Oh, Um, so he had a very good year when we before we signed him. He played all right. I mean, he wasn't terrible. I mean, he's just another guy. He's not a starting five guy, basically. He's a good put-in. If something happens, you need the guy out there. Um, so he was making too much money. He's not making a ton, but he's making too much. Um, and so, I mean, if he's going to be a starting five guy or not a starting five guy and you're paying too much don't keep that on your books just get rid of it and take a little bit of hit and really it wasn't that big of a hit so Flores has structured some of these contracts very well that he can get out of them for a little bit because I think I think Washington took a lot of his contract which is very nice I
0: think I I saw the Dolphins are paying It's, it's It's one of these ways. It's either the Dolphins are paying six and Washington's paying three or Washington's paying six and Dolphins are playing three and he's making nine this year.
1: Yeah. I'm not confident what it is. It's probably something along those lines, which even whatever it's all right. Um, The big thing to take from it is yes, the Dolphins got rid of all those guys, but in order to, get players in free agency you have to overpay for the most part here's the thing though as of lately not as much but that's because i think with this whole covid thing yeah and everybody's one-year contracts but normally you have to pay and like here well more like this if you're miami and you come from 5 and 11 you have to pay for someone to come down there you're not just gonna get Le'Veon Bell. Oh, you know I'm gonna take it a little bit less. I'll come to Miami because I like Miami. No, no, the the Jets got him. You know, I just I just yeah. threw a name out there. I'm not meaning him. I'm meaning your bigger name guys.
0: But here's going forward, free agency is always gonna be a thing where you have to pay. Now sometimes that pays off. You know, yes, it does. You got the Stefan Diggs to the Buffalo and stuff like that. Here's the, how if you're Miami. Are you planning to sell to future free agents to come there when you have signed and released
1: four guys off of big deals after a year? Well, you go and look at those four guys and you see that they weren't worth that money. I mean, Kyle Van Noy was okay. He was good. Kyle Van Noy. He was, he was okay. He was good. He's not, you don't want your defense around be built around him. You want someone else. Um, collectively, that defense is good by is as a unit. It's not just one guy. Um, yeah, they Eric got Flowers. Rid of a lot of guys. <laughs> huh? They got rid of a lot of guys. Well, one of those guys is Jordan Howard. I was pissed when we signed him because I was like, "Why in the world are we signing him?" Uh, the other one we traded to Houston for a guy who is younger and does the exact same thing. And I think might've even been on a cheaper deal. So in my books, that's a win. And then you cut Calvin away, which was a head scratcher and still is kind of a head scratcher to me. And then Eric flowers who just kind of underperformed and was just getting paid too much. So the real thing to look at it is Brian Flores signed all these guys because he signed way more than just those four. And he turned a team in two years that was from 5 and 11 to in any other year, he would have made the playoffs. <laughs> it just happened to be this year, for some reason, the first time ever that a 10 and six team or whatever the record is didn't get in.
0: Well, the Patriots didn't get in 11 and five with Matt Castle.
1: Oh, I did not know that. My sources. That's totally my big argument
0: one. for why Brady's not always cracked up to be. You go eleven and five with Matt Castle.
1: Well, that'll do it to you. But yeah, so I mean, I'm not mad about any of the signings slash getting rid of who we've got, we've done because <laughs> we actually were in talk and like people are like, hey, you know, Miami might be a nice place to play. It's warm down there. I don't it's have it's hot with cool. no it's different it's hot down there that's right it, warm it might not
0: might not be a good place to play football
1: <laughs> good place to live
0: <laughs> uh the panthers today traded teddy bridgewater to the broncos for a sixth round pick
1: i missed this
0: oh really? it happened it happened this afternoon. A sixth-round pick is what you can get for Teddy Bridgewater, apparently, on the market today. Well. Um, do you think – okay, so obviously Panthers had to offload Bridgewater after trading for Darnold. Yeah. Um, Because you're not going to pay Bridgewater $21 million to be your backup. Yeah. Um, Do you think, though, that this takes the Broncos out of the quarterback hunt, at least for this year and next year? I mean, the, the maybe not – here's the – the draft class next year is not nothing special at the moment that we know of as of yet. Yeah. So the assumption would be that you're not looking, if you're looking for a quarterback, you're not doing it next
1: year. Yeah.
0: So I and Bridgewater's got two years left on the deal. 21 million each. Mm -hmm. Do you think that takes them out of this year quarterback hunting? Do you think that's who they're going with for
1: the next two seasons? I already thought they were out of it this year because if they want somebody, they're going to have to trade up Um, because there's a lot of teams who are wanting to trade back now out of their picks right in front of them. So, like, I could see everybody, at least it should be everybody, everybody in front of them from Atlanta back should – at least take phone calls to see about trading back with someone who wants a quarterback. So they would have to pay quite a bit to get move up. Um, so I'd already taken them out of it in the from the get go. Um, I I would roll with Bridgewater for two years. I mean, he played all right in Carolina. I mean. And granted, keep in mind, in Carolina, Christian
0: McCaffrey didn't play all year. Exactly. And that's what the entire team was built around.
1: Oh, 100%. I mean, you go to Denver, I mean, you got – is it Cordell Sutton? I know the last name. I can't think of his first name. Cortland. I knew I was wrong. And Jerry Judy. And you got Jerry Judy. That's, in my opinion, already upgraded over the wide receivers in Carolina. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you downgrade because – not many teams have a Christian McCaffrey, but I mean, it's a throwing league for the most part, a passing league, not throwing league. Good Lord. So I'd roll with them if I was Denver for two years because next year's quarterback draft isn't anything special. And you hope that, you know, two years from now, there is a guy that's like, yeah, that's a pretty good guy. We want him because Bridgewater is not going to get you a late pick, he'll keep you in the mid round and you can still move up quite easily.
0: So the Colts picked up Quentin Nelson's fifth year option, which to me just means, Oh, we actually could have signed a guy for two year deal and it still wouldn't have made an impact. Um, It's true. Presumably. Well, Darius Leonard, I don't think gets a fifth. I think it's only the first round picks that you pick have fifth year options. Um, so they will have to re-sign Darius Leonard next year um, and Braden Smith and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Giants also picked up the fifth-year option for Saquon Barkley.
1: Smart. Right.
0: Now, Casey, let's, uh, let's do – before we move into other sports, let's do a quick mock draft here. I will take the odds – if you want to take the evens and that- let's go let's go based off what we think is going to happen oh, as oppo- as opposed to what should happen in our opinion <laughs> that's true so uh, number 1 is the jacksonville jaguars and i am going to guess that they take trevor lawrence out of I think your guess is pretty good I mean I think right don't, I don't know the exactly exact line converge. on that now but I think you'd have to bet a lot of money to win a lot of money on that pick <laughs> I think you bet a lot of money you ain't getting much of your money back that, that's what I'm saying you'd have to bet a lot of money to win like you it's you'd Less, probably, you you'd have to probably if you bet a hundred bucks you might win two
1: dollars <laughs> maybe <laughs> Number, well, number, two. number two is the Jets. Number two is the Jets. Uh, they obviously traded their quarterback. So they're going to probably be drafting a quarterback, especially at the number two pick. So we're going to go with Zach Wilson for their pick. As yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, they've all but let everyone know that that is, in fact, what they're doing. Um, exactly. So, okay. I'll, I'll wait for a little bit. So the number three, San Francisco 49ers. Now, San Francisco 49ers. This is a tough pick for me because I have no idea. There is, I mean, this, oh, is, the, yeah. this is the center of the speculation. San Francisco <laughs> traded three first-round picks to move up to number three. And there's a lot of controversy over who they are going to take at this spot. I, oh my gosh. Based on what I've heard, I've got to say, as they're taking Mac Jones, and I don't understand it at all. It, yeah. I physically, you know, how long that took me to say that. Yeah, but like, like, my goodness, I don't understand Mac Jones at all. And, I have that written down. Oh my gosh, to go to San Francisco, it makes no sense to me now. Here's – okay, real quick, we'll hang on this for a minute because it's 49ers and that's what everyone's talking about. Yeah. The argument here is Kyle Shanahan does not need a lot of quarterback to be able to have him succeed in his system. Yeah. He – Kyle Shanahan can make any quarterback, regardless of ability, be better than they are. So my question is then why would you take a guy with lesser traits so you can prove you can make him better? Just imagine what the guy with the better traits would look like. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) If he's going to be better than what his better traits are. I don't this pick. If this happens, this baffles me not only that you would take Mac Jones here at three, but why did you trade up for him? Because I can just about guarantee you that he would have been there at 12. And at the very least, you only got to trade up to six and he would have been there. If you're that nervous about it, I, I, I think he goes there, especially after the press conference. Uh, It was either yesterday or the day before with Shanahan and Lynch. Mm -hmm. I think, I think they're taking Jones and I feel like I felt like this was a trick the whole time, but now I'm starting to buy into it and I don't like it.
1: Yeah. I, I think it's a stupid pick, but I think any quarterback is going to succeed there, but why not go with the better quarterback? Exactly. Uh, But not my pick. So good job Bo. Way to make a dumb pick. Um, number four is Atlanta. Um, They can go a lot of ways here. Also, trades are open. Trades are open. Do I have to trade myself or can I trade with you? You can either way. That just seems like way too complicated in my brain.
0: Well, Well, do you think? Well, that's it's up to you. Do you think the Falcons will trade? I think they should. And but but do you think they will? That's that's the key here. It's not yes. what you think they should do, but do you think they will do it? I think they will because
1: they need defense. We know the offense isn't broke. It's the defense. So they need to trade back. The who are they trade back with? This? I mean, I got to look for someone who wants what's his face? I think the Bears. The Bears are going to trade up from twenty. Yep, they're going to give up a butt ton, but they're going to do it to get who? Okay, so who do the Bears take? Uh, Justin Fields. So, so it'll go.
0: Holy cow! That just took a turn. <laughs> yes. I got to make a note now because I
1: <laughs> wasn't anticipating this. <laughs> I mean, it's either Bears or like Washington's going to trade up really high to get it. I mean, I it doesn't make sense to me for Atlanta to sit there um, with like Kyle Pitts, Penay Sewell, Jamar Chase on the board, like, and and then Justin Fields. Like, if San Francisco's stupid and leaves Justin Fields there, they need him calling everybody to see who wants him because that's the best quarterback available. So, in my opinion, they trade. And then Justin Fields goes at four. Wow! Wow! I was
0: that one caught me by surprise. <laughs> um, I don't think Atlanta's trading, really, because it's a first-time GM, mm. and I think he's. Kyle Pitts is all but the lock for a future Hall of Fame tight end, and I think he takes him because he's a he's a first-time GM. He don't want to lose his job, and he wants a guaranteed home run with his first pick. I mean, I do have that written down
1: here as Atlanta's Kyle Pitts. But once I said trades were open. But you said trades are open, and logically getting that from the – like, imagine the haul you would get from the Bears. Well, here's the thing. So, so the Bears – they would have to give up
0: the 20 to move Mm. up to four from
1: 20. I don't think the bears can do it is my thing. I don't probably have to throw some players in, some good players. I mean, which is why I think they got to do it.
0: I mean, you'd have to give, I would, if, if you're moving from 20 to four, if I'm Atlanta, I'm asking for 14 picks over the next two years. (laughs) Like you got to give me two drafts for that.
1: Yeah. That's
0: wow! I don't think that happens at all, but I like it. Um, (laughs) I like it. Uh, at five we got Cincinnati Bengals. Here's what I think. Here's what I think is gonna happen. It's not what I think should happen. I think they take Jamar Chase out of LSU. I think they should be looking at Panay. (laughs) <laughs> because Maybe I be too. I think the priority should be not getting Joe Burrow hurt again. Um, but I am hearing that Joe Burrow is asking for Jamar Chase. Uh, Jamar Chase obviously plays at LSU with Joe Burrow. Um, and they want to get another weapon for him. It's a deep tackle draft. So they're thinking they might – Make up mm-hmm. for it later. But all that aside, it doesn't matter if you got receivers if you don't have any time to throw the ball. Exactly. And that, and that offensive line is not very good there in Cincinnati. But that's what I think they're going to do. That's fair. So, Casey, the Miami Dolphins are at six, they're going to take Kyle Pitts. Oh, yeah, because
1: because he didn't go to Atlanta. That makes sense. Yes, because he doesn't go to Atlanta. Like you said, it, they say he's one of them, him and Trevor Lawrence are the most sure picks of the draft. And they are, and Miami is
0: in a situation where they are looking to get to some weapons.
1: Yeah, they're looking to get weapons because they have their lines Kyle pretty Pitts, well handled. Kyle Pitts is the player that, like, you can line him up at wide receiver if you need to. Yeah. Um, so, and he's like, he's fast enough to be that a wide receiver and all that. So like, well, I have for the last two years, wanted Jamar chase, obviously he's been taken at this point, but that's my number one guy. And I want a wide receiver. I understand Pitts and how it's really hard to not take him. If he's there at six. Mm-hmm. And you got the defense figured out.
0: You got the lines figured out. So, your main concern right now is getting – and so, you get the closest thing to a lock you can get. Yeah. So, number seven, I'm up. It's Detroit Lions. So, here's the thing. If we're doing this trade thing, Casey, the Falcons aren't going back from 4-20. to Mm Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say they find they call up Detroit and get their way back up into seven.
1: Oh, from twenty. <laughs>
0: yeah. I don't think they're gonna drop all the way down. So I'm gonna yeah. go ahead and say the
1: Falcons are at seven. I mean, you could just ignore that and just say, Man, Atlanta traded back. Oh, okay. I mean, obviously it's 20, we're not but they didn't the trade pick. back with Detroit.
0: Detroit's not trading up. I think Detroit trades out of
1: this pick. Yes. So that's the bottom line here for me. Yeah, just go with that. Unless um, they're in the top five, they trade back in the top fifteen. Just say like they trade that way.
0: So here's what I think uh, Atlanta does at seven. I'm gonna say they're not taking a quarterback. Nope. And I would say they're probably not taking a wide receiver. I Kyle Pitts is gone. So I am going to send – let's see. I am going to send Micah Parsons over to Atlanta. Linebacker from Penn State. They need defensive help. He is um, the top defensive candidate at this point. So I think
1: that's about where he falls. All right. I don't think Detroit trades out of that pick.
0: I think if they can find a suitor, they will. That's fair. I don't. I don't think they're terribly attached to number seven. I don't Probably think they're. Going, I, mean, I don't they think they. You. I don't think they'll drop to twenty from seven. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's true. Hey, gotta have fun with it.
0: Uh, so at number eight is the Panthers.
1: Panthers could go quite a few different ways, um, but I'm trying to think, I think that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make another trade and you're gonna hate me because you're gonna have to make that pick for this oh team. Gosh, come on, Keith. The Chargers are gonna trade up from 13 to 8, and then they're gonna take Panay Sewell. They're gonna reunite Panay like and Justin I, Herbert I I really do I do, think I do like to that.
0: Do. The I've been I've been trying to find the situation where Panay I see, I don't think Panay should drop that far, but the situations haven't lined up for him. A, and that's
1: what I think is gonna happen is whether it is Um, Miami calls them again or calls and does it. Detroit does it Cincinnati or something like that. It's one or basically you're eight to five. I can see somebody in there saying, yeah, we'll trade back with you to 13 and they'll draft Panay and they'll be extremely happy. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Crazy
0: thing, I don't know if you've heard this. Penay Sewell is for the first month of this NFL season will be twenty years old. Yeah, like he hasn't. They're like he hasn't even fully developed. Like he's still going to be growing. Yeah, he was an eighteen-year-old freshman when he won whatever award you get.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm.
0: Okay. So Panthers trade back. So now we got the Broncos at nine. I think Bronco, with the Bridgewater trade, I think Broncos are staying right here and they're not taking a quarterback.
1: Yeah, I think so. Um
0: Panay has been taken. So I gotta take a look here. Um <laughs> See, here's the only thing that I will say is if I was making that pick, I'd say the Panthers stayed in to take Panay now that they've traded for Darnold. Mm, That's fair. So I would have picked the same player going with a different team.
1: Um, I mean, that's a very fair. I can't argue that. I mean, Panay would help both Darnold and McCaffrey. So they could stay there if Panay's there, but they didn't. So
0: Denver doesn't Denver has a pretty locked down secondary, so they don't need a corner or at mm-hmm. least it's not a high priority. Um, I'm going to say that, gosh, I'm going to say that Denver, I think their priorities are going to be offensive line, or you know, maybe a linebacker or something. Um, I would say running back. But I don't think this early in the draft that they would take a running back. No. So I'm going to say that the Broncos take Rashawn Slater
1: out of Northwestern at, at nice. offensive tackle. Good choice. Good choice, Bo. Who am I? I'm, I'm, I'm Dallas. You go. are number 10 is Dallas. Yes. Uh, They're going to go with – the defense side of the ball, because they struggle over there. Uh, and they're going to go with Patrick Sertain, the second, out of Alabama. Oh, okay. It's either him or it's going to be J.C. Horn. But I'm feeling Patrick Sertain. He's he's speaking to me right now. Here's the thing, Casey.
0: Correct. Is Jerry Jones is the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. Correct, he is. And last year, the last thing they needed was a wide receiver. And he took CD Lamb. Because, I, I because, don't disagree. because Jerry likes big time profile players that sell tickets and do well for the TV ratings in his business. So I see a very – even with Kyle Pitts out, because I think Jerry would be interested in Kyle Pitts if he was there. Even with him out, I'm still going to say there's a good chance that either Jalen Waddle or Devontae Smith end up a Dallas Cowboy. I
1: think it would be hilarious. I, I mean, I'm not going to disagree with you. I understand it. I feel like last year was just a – I mean – he fell into their laps and if they didn't take him it just didn't make sense whereas mm-hmm. this one i mean you've a top 10 pick you you need a def- defensive player so that's why they're going with Patrick Sain um i don't disagree that they should at least look at or they'll, they'll be looking at him
0: now i'm at number 11 and i'm the giants and i have nuclear um no i mean i got i got a choice of two guys no i mean like i you know i've got some guys i'll put i can put there but i have no idea what the giants feel their priorities are um i can tell you who i think it they should be um We're going off of what we think is going to happen, not what we think should happen. Exactly. Gosh. So I'll tell you what I think is going to happen. And that is... Hmm. I think they... I think they either take J.C. Horn or Caleb Farley at corner. So I'm going to say they take J.C. Horn just because of the way he's moved at the board. Who I would take if I'm the Giants and this is the way the draft has gone, I'm taking Trey Lance. Because uh, I, understand. I understand you don't like Daniel Jones. I'm taking Trey Lance, and this is Daniel Jones last year.
1: I'd draft one of the wide receivers.
0: See, no, I would, except they signed Kenny Galladay.
1: Yeah, but imagine having one of those two next to Kenny Galladay. You no, instantly I, make Daniel Jones look like a good quarterback.
0: No, I understand. I'm just saying – They have Kenny Galladay. They got Sterling Shepard. I think – I don't think wide receiver is the number one need at the moment, and I think that team has a
1: lot of needs. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just say this. Philadelphia is going to fly down to Miami, give them all a big fat kiss as they draft Jalen Waddell. Yeah, no. Because – Philly definitely takes a receiver. Yes. They're going to take Jalen Waddell. And be a lot happier.
0: I think I think Philly either ends up, it's either gonna be Waddle or Smith. Depends who
1: falls down there. Mm. Which according to us, apparently both of them do. But apparently both of them are. But yeah, Jalen Waddle is who I think goes there, and they'll let Hertz take the job. Yeah. As they should. Um,
0: okay, so the Chargers have traded up. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say I already put the Falcons at seven. So I'm going to say the Panthers are at 13 now.
1: Yep. Cause that's who traded with them. Yeah. That's presumably. Yeah. So <laughs>
0: Panthers at 13. Hmm. This could be, this is a fun one. Oh. This is a similar situation. I don't think wide receivers high on their list of priority. So, with that being said, I'm going to say that the Panthers I'm looking at a list here. I'm going to say they take Zaven Collins, a linebacker out of Tulsa, who uh, led the – let's see. Had several big-time uh, – plays, and also many, many tackles and tackles for loss and was considered by some the best defensive player in college football last season. So I think they take Zayvon Collins at linebacker to help out their defense, especially with Luke Keekly retiring this past year. And that is how they are going to Help that out on that side of the ball. I would I I I predict that they do go O line and maybe uh a skill player later in the draft with Darnold coming in. But at this point, at this point in the draft, I don't think they're I don't think they're taking Smith and I don't think uh they'll take a running back or uh, an O lineman. Smith's still draft. Yeah. I think the size concerns are real. For Smith? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'd be worried. So, Casey is the Minnesota Vikings.
1: Oh, thank gosh. At number 14. I thought I was New England. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot <laughs> what pick I was. Uh, Minnesota could go a lot of ways. Um, there's been a lot of rumors that they – are ready to move on from Kirk. So they could go Trey Lance here. No, um, they can.
0: Oh, yeah, they can. I, I, I would
1: have taken, but I didn't think... Yeah, got it. Exactly. Uh, so they could go Trey Lance here. Um, but I don't think they do it yet. I think they go with just a regular old... Joe, I gotta think of his name. Hold on. Slash so look for it because I definitely am on Google. Cause once you get past this pick, I kind of forget who's on the board. Yeah. They will probably go with. Did you take Elijah Vera Tucker? I did not. They're probably going with him. <laughs> Had a nice tackle. Can't ever have enough tackles. He'll slide in just and instantly.
0: He's not uh, even on my start. list of the top 32 projected here on CBS. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, your CBS needs to go away. What? What's his name? Oh, Alasha Vera Tucker. Yeah, I don't have him. Okay. Yeah. Well. Right
0: now, so off offensive line. Yeah. Okay. He's an offensive tackle. So that means I'm New England here.
1: Yep. You can just take him.
0: Just take who? Exactly. I'm looking at a mock draft where Justin Fields falls New England.
1: Yeah, I, I know that has been said. I feel like I said that to somebody. That is the
0: most depressing thought ever, that the second-best prospect would fall to 15 to New England. Exactly. Um, but that didn't happen but, in our draft because the Bears traded up from 20 to 4.
1: Yeah, because um, they were smart.
0: <laughs> second-best player was out there. So the Patriots –
1: Hmm.
0: Patriots, Patriots, Patriots. I don't know if they would do this because in my mind, I think the Patriots, I'm just going to say, Patriots take Trey Lance. Yeah. And he is the luckiest, most, you know, blessed quarterback prospect, and will probably be out everyone else in this class, uh, career wise, in achievements. Because I, I will yep. say, I think Trevor Lawrence is better than him, but in achievements, he probably will achieve more than Lawrence will in Jacksonville. <laughs> yep. So that's depressing.
1: Yeah. It's going to be a very interesting draft. I honestly think that we traded way too much, and I don't think that's going to happen.
0: No. Um, well, I got one more pick for you. For me, sixteen. Sixteen Who's is 16? the Cardinals. Oh crud! Ooh. I know who I'd take.
1: I mean, you take best player available, baby. Oh, even okay. with the,
0: with the size concerns,
1: you oh, can deal with f-
0: that. You're taking Devontae Smith? Yeah, you can deal with with that. To be with D-Hop, A.J. Green, and Larry Fitzgerald?
1: Yeah. Who better to learn from? That's true. Um, Because you got to think, A.J. Green hasn't played a ton. He'll probably be used sparingly. Larry's not getting any younger, and he's not really playing a bunch anymore. So you got to figure out put opposite of Hopkins really so yeah see that wasn't on my idea
0: I was gonna say they either take which I don't think he falls that far but I would say they either are taking Najee Harris oh uh, and their backfield or they are taking uh Jalen Phillips to be or or quitty or quitty pay to be an edge rusher because they've got to play Shanahan yeah.
1: McVeigh and Russell Wilson. So quiddy pay is a possibility of there. I think Najee Harris is mid-20s is where he will go. I don't think he gets into the teens. I'm just thinking Arizona basically. I think needs a runner. No out. yeah. No, I don't disagree. Um but I think They'll go with committee because they signed Connor. Um, but who's the committee? Uh, what's his? It's Connor and oh, I don't remember what the other guy's name is. He's very effective when you put him in fantasy football. When what's his face about? Chase Edmonds. Yeah. Edmonds will be their second guy. And they'll pick up someone in the middle of the draft probably. But... And then Jalen Phillips has his own concerns because he opted out. Well, no. He got medically, he medically retired when he was USC. I think that's where he was. And then he went to Miami, had a great year, and now he's back. Mm -hmm. So I think he's going somewhere in the late 20s as well. Could be wrong, though. Obviously, I traded Atlanta back to the 20s. That really screwed us all up. It really (laughs) did. It really did.
0: what I'm here for. Wild draft night. Okay, so over to the NBA. Um, The Lakers added Ben McLemore. Uh, Cool. Not to be confused with the rapper. Um, But he uh, was a number seven pick in a 2013 draft. Um, Let's see. KD has kind of returned. But now Harden's hurt, and he will miss the rest of the regular season. So we still really don't know what that team looks like with all three of their stars on the floor. <laughs> yep. um, let's see. KD and Draymond confirmed that Draymond did indeed call Kevin Durant minutes after the finals lost to Cleveland. Minutes after uh Draymond says he wasn't crying but we all know he was and um Katie said he didn't understand he, he denied talking to other competitors during the season so he, he said he didn't understand like oh they think we're just talking to each other well that's kind of exactly what you did with Kyrie so I yep. I don't I i yeah. I'm confused Kevin Durant is the most frustrating human, I think, in sports. Um, He's up there. Jason Tatum made Celtics history. He's the youngest player in franchise history to score 50 points after scoring 53 against the Timberwolves. Uh, Zach Levine also set a career high with 50 points. Scotty Pippen Jr. has declared for the draft but retains his college eligibility, Um, which is... Scottie Pippen Jr. is the junior of the Scottie Pippen that you think. Yep, I know. Uh, Kyrie and Schroeder got heated and were ejected because Kyrie is maybe the second most frustrating person in basketball. Probably, um, yeah, he's right
1: up there. Yeah.
0: Um, so here's so the NBA is doing a play in this year. I don't know if you're familiar with. The new way they're doing this. In the bubble, it was the eight and the nine seed played each other. And if the nine seed won two games, then they got the eight seed. And the eight seed won one game, they got the eight seed. Well, in this case, they're doing seven through 10. Seven and eight will play each other. The winner gets the seven seed. Nine and 10 will play each other, and the loser will be out. And then the uh, loser of seven and eight and the winner of nine and 10 will play. And the winner of that gets the eight seed. And it's incredibly stupid. Um, And Luka Doncic was not a fan. He didn't says, quote, did not understand the idea of the play in. You play 72 games to get into the playoffs, then maybe you lose two in a row and you're out. So I don't see the point of that. Uh, Mark Cuban also backed up Luka Doncic, despite uh, this play in being a unanimous vote. But he said that with the compressed schedule, uh, the games are adding up, players are playing more minutes, more games and fewer days, um, and teams are unable to rest high-usage players adequately. I think this plan is incredibly stupid for a number of reasons. Number one being, I can understand it with the number of eight seeds that have gone on a run in the NBA playoffs. I don't know, has there ever been an eight seed that has – at least, no. I mean, I can hardly, I, I don't, personally, I can't think of one who has won the first round, re- regardless the second round or gone on any sort of run. Um, So it's really, I think, pointless to try and mix up the seven and eight seed because it doesn't really matter. They're going to lose. Mm-hmm. Um. And it adds a different element of teams have to play for the top six because otherwise you could be out of the playoffs instead of – I mean, if you don't know who the eighth best team in that conference is after 82 games – Got a problem. Yeah, exactly. But apparently that's what we're doing this year in the NBA. So I guess uh, I'm not looking forward to it. At all. Here's the thing. The Pacers are the nine seed, and you would think that would make me happy, but that actually makes me frustrated because the the Pacers don't even deserve a chance to be in the playoffs. They have played so terribly this year. Exactly. Uh, It's dumb. Um, Steph Curry went on a tear. He dropped... 53 points, his seventh career game with 50 points and 10 threes. He passed Wilt Chamberlain for the most points in Warriors history. Now, I want to put this into a little bit of perspective. So Steph just passed Wilt Chamberlain for most points in Warriors franchise history. Steph has played 316 more games than Wilt did in a Warriors jersey.
1: Wow,
0: Wilt apparently averaged 41 and a half points per game in his time with the Warriors wow so there's that so it's essentially Steph has played about four more seasons of basketball to pass Wilton scoring for the team um Wilt was Real. <laughs> uh, Jamal Murray has torn his ACL and will be out indefinitely, so that erases any concern you had of the Denver Nuggets making any noise at the playoffs. Um, Alex Rodriguez joined a partnership and they bought the Minnesota Timberwolves. And apparently, rookie Anthony Edwards on the Timberwolves hadn't
1: heard of Alex Rodriguez. I think that's a bunch of bull crap. Really? I really do. I mean, I get Alex Rodriguez played baseball, you play basketball. Here's the thing everybody knows who the freaking Yankees are, everybody knows who's the most hated Yankee there is right now, or basically ever, basically. It's Alex Rodriguez. I'm a Yankee fan, and I hate Alex Rodriguez. It's – we all know who he is. That's a bunch of bull crap. In fairness,
0: I'm going to give him a little – Do you know who Alex Rodriguez is, Bo? I do, but I am 25, and he is 19, and I personally think – that if I would have been born six years earlier, I might not know who Alex
1: Rodriguez is,
0: or if he hadn't been married to JLo. But.
1: The- <laughs> well, he wasn't married to JLo, and also that's why he yes, should he also is. know who it is. No, he's not. He's not with her anymore. What happened there? They broke up, dog.
0: Okay, so I don't follow JLo's career that closely.
1: That's that's another just point in oh, mind. They, case, they were engaged. J-Lo.
0: They were engaged, and now that's that's over. That's why he should know who it is. Okay, that no, that's fair. Um <laughs> bunch of bull crap. That's why I call it bull crap. <laughs> because of JLo, Lo, not because of yeah. his impact on the sport of baseball. <laughs> Yeah, for the for, for him, There's, yes. Honestly, honestly, the only thing I really so I know A-rod because of Jennifer Lopez, and I know him because of a got milk ad that was at my elementary school. And outside of that, I might not know who Alex Rodriguez is.
1: Got milk ad. I'm gonna thing be complete transparency
0: here. I don't know much about Alex Rodriguez baseball wise. <laughs> oh, and steroids.
1: I think that was a story. Right. I, I yes, I was really expecting steroids as <laughs> your second point. No, we've been talking about
0: this for how long. I just remembered he did steroids. That's how much I know about his baseball career. <laughs> got
1: milk. That's great.
0: Love oh, it. my goodness. Um, I remember seeing that Got Milk ad, and I'm being like, oh, so he must be like pretty good. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, Michael Jordan's going to induct Kobe into the Hall of Fame. Good. Lamarcus Aldridge announced a sudden retirement due to a heart condition.
1: That's depressing for him because he signed with the Nets. Nets. Yeah. And hopes for a championship.
0: Um, James Wiseman is ruled out for season to repair a torn meniscus in his right knee. Like Edwards gets the trophy. I think, honestly, I think is still up there. I think Lamelo <laughs> still might get it. I mean, he was balling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dwayne Wade has purchased an ownership stake in the Utah Jazz. Yeah, how do you feel about that, Bo? I feel like there was some conversation about why wasn't it the Heat? (laughs) I mean, I'm sure. I'm I'm actually, I'm positive that the Jazz ownership stake is going to be cheaper than Miami's. (laughs) Correct. So that's my guess. <laughs> but it does see, it does seem like an ownership stake in Miami should almost be like a gift to Dwayne Wade at this point.
1: Yeah. little we'll discount.
0: Um, let's see. They had some fines go out because of team's resting players. Apparently, mm-hmm. you're only allowed to rest them at home and you can't rest multiple healthy players for the same game. Hmm. And so the Spurs got fined 25,000, and so did the Raptors. And in both cases, here's the thing. In both cases, those teams won the game without the people who were resting. So at that point... At that point, I don't get it. Like, if you're yeah. tanking, I get it. Yeah. If you beat the Phoenix Suns by 26 without DeMar DeRozan, Patty Mills, and someone else, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. won by 26 to the two seed in the West. Yeah. Like, if I'm a Spurs fan, I'm like, hey, they got some rest and we won. Handle. It's a win win the raptors also beat the magic which is playing the magic is exactly why kyle lowry and pascal siakam did not play because they knew we can win this game without them
1: (laughs) exactly
0: um so speaking so back to steph curry he has the longest streak for consecutive games over 30 points by someone over 33 with 11 I don't know if he got more after that, but that's when I reported it. Uh, He passed Kobe. Uh, He has – let's – again, let's put this in perspective. Steph Curry has 21 career games with 10 three-pointers. The next closest player is Clay Thompson, and he has five. Wow. And then you got some guys who have three. Like, uh, I think it's Harden has three. J.R. Smith has three, and someone else has three. I forget. Yeah. Steph has 21. Steph, by the way, had four in one week, which would put him second. So it was Steph has 21, all-time career games with 10 threes. Steph has 21. Clay has five. Steph in one week has four and then some guys have three
1: <laughs> unreal he
0: averaged 40 points per game had four games with 10 threes uh, yeah that's so that's what I just said but the I mean the the clinic, that Steph Curry went on there. That it's the uh, what they say it's it's you're seeing the best to ever do something doing it at his best. Yeah, it's like watching, I don't even know, it's like watching Tiger Woods back in the early 2000s.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, you're watching the best person to ever do what he is doing, doing it the best he has ever done it. And Steph Curry is encouraging kids everywhere to take horrible shots that only he can make, and now everyone thinks they can make them. Oh man! Um, Vanessa Bryant and the Kobe Bryant estate elect not to renew partnership with Nike. Um, that's interesting. I wonder if they're doing. See, that's what I don't. I don't know anything else about that. I don't either. I would wonder if they're trying to do maybe their own Mamba brand, A
1: la
0: la Air Jordan. Yeah, because Jordan has a Nike deal,
1: (laughs) but he does Air Jordan. (laughs) Exactly. I could see it. I could also see just not doing it at all. I mean, yeah, no, she just maybe like you know, he designed the shoes. He's done, or obviously. He's passed. You know, we're just going to leave it. Kobe's shoes are done. Kobe's shoes is it. Which is kind of saddening I mean, because Kobe's got some really cool shoes. <laughs> like, everybody uh, wears Kobe's. The Pacers
0: are injury-ridden. Miles Turner uh, is hurt again. Uh, just everyone's hurt on the Pacers. Uh, the Clippers signed Marcus Cousins for the rest of the season. And a LeBron James rookie card sold for the most expensive basketball card ever. It tied an all-time record for any card with the 1952 Mickey Mantle card. Mickey Mantle. The total was $5.2 million. And that, folks – is the only reason why Bo ever purchased trading cards as a child, in hopes that one day he would have a card in one of those little packs. I need to go look at my
1: cards now, see if it got me a LeBron James rookie card.
0: Yeah, is you just?
1: Bo I didn't just have a lot of
0: basketball though, so I didn't have a lot of basketball. You couldn't find too many of them around. Yeah, I had football. Um, I had football too. I still
1: get football cards because you know what? It brings me slight joy. I I do get them occasionally as well. Mainly Christmas, like as a stocking stuffer. Because they're pretty freaking expensive. That's how I get mine. I don't just I don't go out and buy mine.
0: I I I a couple years ago I had a thing where I bought I thought Andrew Luck was gonna play longer in my defense. I bought a set off of Amazon that was the 2012 like set of tops (laughs) football cards. It was like 25, 30 bucks. And it was every single card that they made that year. So Mm -hmm. it was Andrew Luck rookie card, Russell Wilson rookie card. Like you better hang on on to those. No, I am. I have them. And I'm just hoping that one day I walk in with a rookie card and I say, "Is this the five million dollar rookie card?" <laughs> and that, and I will have you know, I have walked in some stores already. A few, a couple years ago, I walked in with some because my dad had some, and he had like a, who is it? Like Shannon Sharp rookie card or something? You oh know, yeah, stuff like you know some older ones. And I said, "Hey, hey, hey!" And he goes, "No, no, no,
1: no, no." no. <laughs> You got like a quarter right here.
0: Yeah. He's like, I would give you three pennies for that. (laughs) like, That's not $5 million.
1: Um, Can you name the website that is used the most for uh, cards? Like sold on? Like a specific website that people just buy cards on? Yep.
0: Is it like the new NFT thing?
1: Oop. It's a very popular site. eBay. Yes. eBay is the number one site for- I d- in trading
0: cards. I put trading cards on eBay. Just Saying, none that's of, none of them
1: sold. Well, you <laughs> didn't put them on correctly, <laughs> but it is the number one site for that. So, okay. If you got cards out there, people go to eBay. Apparently that's the number one place. Uh. In
0: the other category, Baylor beat Gonzaga. Cool. In March Madness. I, I picked that in one of my brackets. I I didn't pick Gonzaga, but I picked Baylor. Um, I did not, I, I was not aware that Gonzaga's path was going to be nothing.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, Me either.
0: I, I, I thought they were gonna play two of three of Virginia, Kansas, Iowa, and if they somehow got through those two. Uh, then they would play someone in the final four a la a Michigan or Alabama, and at the very least, I mean, like, I thought you know, they're gonna fall to one of those teams, and yeah. they played Creighton, and <laughs> I don't even remember
1: UCLA that was in the final four. I, I forget who they had, Elite Eight. I don't either I didn't. I really didn't watch a lot of college basketball or March
0: Madness. Yeah, Yeah. I watched a lot of it. I was working, and that's all you got to do is watch the game. So, like, if – what was it? The first weekend they would have had on Saturday and Sunday, between the two there were like 20 games, I think and then the next weekend there were 12 so I, in in 4 days total i watched about 32 to 35 games of college
1: basketball congratulations
0: that uh, you i'll tell you what you grew up thinking that was a dream you hit 18 or 19 you're ready to be done <laughs> <laughs> You go, At first, you're like, this I hit is like cool, two and I'm done. You, you're like, oh, this is cool. I've got four screens, March Madness. Let's go. And then you get to like 16, 17, and you're like, I am ready to die. Um, Mike Woodson hired former Michigan State associate head coach Dane Fife to be his associate head coach at Indiana. Tiger Woods SUV. They found in their investigation it was traveling 84 to 87 miles an hour in a 45 and was going approximately 75 miles an hour when it hit the tree.
1: Are they able to give him a ticket now? Oh,
0: my God. That's the last thing he needs, Casey. I think he's he's got his punishment. (laughs) I mean, yes, but, like, are they able to? Like, is that a thing? I, that shouldn't be a thing. Um, but should it though? Should I, don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, Dustin Johnson missed the cut. Speaking of golf, uh, I believe in the Masters, Dustin Johnson missed the cut after winning minus 20 in the fall. Yeah. Um, which apparently the committee did not like that he won with a minus 20, and so they made many changes to the course to make it harder, and that's why everyone kind of did bad this time. Yeah. That's what I heard. Um, Joe Musgrove threw the first no-hitter in the Padres' 53 sister season history. What's up, girl? Uh A-Rod. Oh, here it is. Uh Arod and billionaire Mark Lore purchase the Timberwolves and take full control in 2023. It's expected to be about $1.5 billion. It's
1: a lot of money. Yep. They should kick some of that over here. Yep. <laughs>
0: uh hi, dick heideki Matsuyama won the masters. Minus 10. Um He's the first Japanese man to win a major championship. Mhm. Pete Rose. Speaking of Pete Rose, he's joining a pick selling website where he will make daily predictions about baseball and other sports, uh, because apparently he is, he is accepted. He won't be in the hall of fame. So he's just going to keep doing what kept him out. I love it.
1: <laughs> I absolutely love it. That's amazing.
0: Uh, Carlos no, Rodon.
1: Please. Threw a no-hitter for the White Sox.
0: His first base runner was with one out in the ninth. Um, Kentucky freshman guard Terrence Clark, 19, was going into the draft as a top prospect, however, died in a car accident in Los Angeles.
1: I mean, I, there's really no words to say anything about it. I mean, it's super saddening, yeah. especially since he had so much of his life ahead of him. Yeah.
0: Um, Chelsea has begun the process of pulling out of uh, the proposed European Super League. I did have a chance to ask Drew Mogg about this as he is a Chelsea fan. And basically what I asked Drew was, what does that mean? And he said, well, it's not good. And I said, well, why is it not good? And he goes, "Uh, because something. I was like, not good for the league or not good for Chelsea? And he goes, not good for Chelsea. And I go, why are they doing it then? And he goes, oh, for money. And I was like, oh, then it sounds like it's good for Chelsea. And he goes, yeah, So that's all I know about the situation. (laughs) Um, Hall of Fame women's basketball coach Kim Mulkey leaves Baylor for the same position at LSU. And I'm going to look really quick because I don't think we do, but you never know. We don't, Mike um you're slacking dog no emails with mike so that is all we have here for sports shenanigans for the night and let's see the draft is tomorrow so we'll probably be back next week because we'll have the recap yep so have a good rest of your whatever after listening to this and we will be with you shortly to recap the NFL draft and all the happenings
1: there. Like Atlanta trading back to 20. the Bears. <laughs>